Welcome to Natural Wellness Tips Podcast, a weekly broadcast all about leading a healthy, happy, and wholehearted life. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Natural Wellness Tips Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Shaw. As always, I am super excited to have you here, and I can't wait to dive into today's episode. If you have a moment when you are done with this episode, do me a huge favor and leave me a review. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of. It really helps me guide this podcast to do what you guys need as listeners, because that's who I want to serve, and I want to make you guys happy and fulfilled by listening to my episodes. It also helps more people get to this podcast, and that just fills my heart. So thank you, thank you. I'm going to introduce a long, long friend of mine. We've known each other since, oh my God, many, many years, grew up together. But we have in the house today, Jessica DeLuise. She is a physician's assistant, culinary medicine specialist, and a TV personality, and she is just full of life. So Jessica is not only a physician's assistant with a master's degree in health and science, or in health science, a certification in culinary medicine from Tulane University, and more than 10 years of clinical experience. Jessica is the founder of Eat Your Way to Wellness and is dedicated to helping others find practical and nutritious approaches to wellness that work for their body and past medical history. Jessica has been featured on multiple media outlets throughout the United States as a guest expert. She is the brand ambassador for Calvalon Cookware on QVC, and she is just flat out awesome. So yay, Jessica, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Jen. Gosh, that sounds so impressive when you put it all in one like little breath like that. It's crazy. You are impressive. You are very impressive. I mean, I just... Me and Jessica, a little backstory, used to cheerlead together like back oh in the day. So we, we go way back. So to see you grow up and, and become such an amazing, powerful woman is just, it fills me with so much joy. So to sit here and interview for my podcast is like, yay, I get chills thinking about how excited I am. So I know your story mm-hmm. and this arduous journey. A lot of times people see us as health and wellness experts and you're like, oh, well, you've always been healthy. Well, that's not usually the case. A lot of us get healthy and share this because of things we've been through. So right. I want you to share with everyone kind of your, your backstory and what got you to this place today. Well, yeah, thanks. And, I, and listen, I want to say something too. I mean, going back to pre-pubescent cheerleading, when, when we met a long time ago, for you had, introduce, you had introduced yourself as a doctor, Jennifer Shaw. I mean, that's pretty impressive in and of itself. So I'm happy to be here. But yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So I left, you know, college and I had a goal of becoming a physician assistant and throughout PA school with high stress, moving to a new city, Philadelphia, and I currently reside right outside Philly right now. I had a lot of life transitions and a lot of changes in what I was eating and changes in my sleep schedule and all those things. So I was dealing with really severe reflux at the time and I was pretty young at the time. So I was uh, 21, 23 years old, getting my master's degree. And I would have these episodes in the evening where I would have such severe reflux that I would be vomiting. Mm-hmm. I ended up being diagnosed with five esophageal ulcers at uh, tw- around 22, 23 years old. And at that point, I went to see a GI specialist who put me on a PPI, a proton pump inhibitor, right? Pretty much first line for reflux. And at the time, they, they put me on that medication and it did control my symptoms pretty well. But I was finding that There would be, you know, situations where it wouldn't control my symptoms as well as I would have liked me on the weekend or maybe when I drank a little bit too much of too much alcohol or something. So I started doing a lot of research on 
on my own. And I realized that food actually affects reflux. And this was something that was super surprising to me because it was never a conversation I had with my GI specialist, which is kind of crazy. So I started to moderate my intake, look at these food additives, look at my food choices, moderate my alcohol. And lo and behold, my symptoms did resolve. And then I decided, okay, I'm going to stop the medication. And certainly I don't recommend a lot of people do this, right? Talk to your healthcare provider before you change your med. There's my disclaimer. Now no one can sue me, but I did it. I went off of my medication and lo and behold, my symptoms were really well controlled through diet. And then I realized the other piece of the puzzle was exercise. So I started to exercise a little bit more. I started to watch the times of day I ate, right? So all these reflux specifics. And it was kind of crazy to me. And I was like, okay, you know, I I can do this through food. And then I had a similar situation where I was diagnosed with PCOS. And of course, the first thing my OBGYN did was put me on birth control. And the more I write about PCOS, the more I realized that that was very food related as well. A lot of patients with PCOS, they have insulin resistance, they're overweight, there's issues with their testosterone levels and their sex characteristics. So I thought, okay, if I can decrease my stress and all these other things, can I control that you know, risk of obesity, risk of insulin resistance? And the answer is, yeah, I could do that too. So there was another tick mark. And the, the, the third example of how food really affected my life in medicine was I had these really severe migraines. They called them complex seizures versus migraines where I would actually pass out. And yeah, they ruled out everything neurologic, everything cardiovascular, and I'm still having these really bizarre passing out episodes. So I watched my sugar intake, my refined carbohydrate intake, my additive intake, and I was able to control these complex migraines, which which ended up being my final diagnosis, uh, very, very well by just listening to my body, watching what I was eating, and learning my triggers, which is huge. So yeah, so that's pretty much the backstory. And 10 years later, after that whole situation, I'm now able to provide that same guidance that I once gave myself to other people's with to other people's people with eat your way to wellness. So it's pretty, it's been like a 180. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you hit a bunch of walls there. You know, you were told by doctors multiple times, like they didn't even discuss the big things with you. And they were just like, here you go. Here's a prescription. Here's a prescription. Here's a prescription. And you know, what's so crazy is when I went to PA school, there was, and certainly a lot of my friends who are physicians, there's not that much education about nutrition in school. And the other thing is what I find now being in clinical practice and my own medical practice is now that there's not only so much information given to us or education about nutrition is a lot of it, like think about how guidelines are created. It's years and years of studies and years and years of changing the diagrams for the USDA and the FDA and all these things. So by the time we finally get that education added to our curriculum, it's like 10 years, right? Well, they so say 15 to 18 years. Oh, look at that. Behind. They say, so they say the average doctor is 15 to 18 years behind on research by the time their research gets to them. Right. So it's pretty, it's pretty, actually, that's a pretty startling number. In fact, so yeah, so I, I felt like that, that's really a gap that's missing, but I do, I do read a lot online. I, I try to keep up with the literature myself because certainly evidence-based medicine and clinical practice I mean, that's important. That's me. You know, you want to make sure that what you're doing is safe for your patients. But yeah, I mean, I'm finding that more and more people are starting to realize that we need to be a little bit more cognizant of the nutritional value of food, you know, and the food medicine perspective of things. So I'm, I'm really pleased with the trajectory of medicine and, and the future that I'm seeing. Super cool. So is this what drove you to become a culinary medicine specialist? 
<laughs> no. Yeah. Yes. And no, I think, um, actually what drove my husband, actually, we, we had had this conversation a little before we started my husband. Um, and I would watch the food network and I would sit there and I would just, Oh gosh, the, the New York language that I would use to talk to my television. <laughs> so, so profane. But I would get so frustrated because they would be offering these tips to the viewers and I'd be like, oh my God, like I expletive do that, you know, and, and then all, I would watch other shows like, you know, Oz and Doctors and all these things. And what actually um, gave me, I think, the motivation to do it was my husband saying like, you're doing this already. Why don't you try to figure out how to do it on a, on a larger scale? And he said, rather than just, you know, typical husband, right? Don't complain about it. Do something about it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, and he said, you know, he said for a long time uh, that he thought I had a little bit of a gift and a great energy. And he said, people tend to like you. So just go ahead and see what you can do with it. And if it doesn't work out, guess what? You're a physician assistant, right? Like that's successful in and of itself. And it doesn't work out, but you have to at least try, try to do something and be better and, and make people better. So, so I did. Yeah. So cool. I'm really, I'm, I'm impressed with that. I love it. So Tell me a little bit about what you do. Like if somebody comes to you and they're struggling with, you know, that same situation that you were in and all they've been given is prescriptions and they know that they can feel better, but they don't even know where to start. Like what, what does that look like? Yeah. So it started so crazy because my business started and this is kind of like a business motivation and entrepreneurial spirit that I had two years ago. I thought the way that I was going to help people and change their life was actually cooking for them in their kitchen. So Eat Your Way to Wellness was actually a meal prep service about two and a half years ago. And I was doing that on the weekends. And then I realized that it was fine. Like I liked doing it and it was great, but you know, people weren't, sometimes they loved it and then they weren't happy and people, you know, super picky about their food. And I was kind of like stuck in this kitchen for hours on end and it just wasn't my thing. So then I started making these little snack bites and selling those at the farmer's market and whatever. So it's kind of evolved and there's been this evolution, but now it's been really wonderful because I've built up enough of a presence, you know, between doing a lot of morning media and being published in some articles and a great following and great experience that I was able to leave my full-time medicine job and get my business certified under the board of medicine, hook up with a physician, an integrative medicine physician. And now we can see private patients in a very medicinal food medicine, I call it food medicine, um, modality. So when they come to me, they come, we do a, just like any other practitioner and appointment. So we do a full review of history, medication, supplements, etc. And it takes me about a day and a half to two days to put together a full plan for them. But during that first appointment, we order blood work. I review old labs. We do food allergy testing. We can even do some really functional testing like organic acids, cortisol, like saliva cortisol to see if their stress levels are abnormal or not. And then I put together a full plan and the plan is head to toe. And what it's really important is, and for me, the way I've built my business is I do it now in packages of three or three months, excuse me. So like they'll come to me with that initial, initial appointment. I put together this full comprehensive plan. And I'm talking everything from exercise to sleep, to supplements, to data, to links, to articles, to, you know, switching out all their plastic for glass. I mean, it's really comprehensive. It includes a full shopping list, recipe ideas. I calculate calories and carbs and um, give them all the equations to do all those things. So I really use that culinary medicine certificate through Tulane and just phenomenal in providing the education I need for that. And then we meet like every two weeks and we check in. It could be virtual, it can be in person. We assess our barriers, we assess, assess our speed bumps, and it's really a lot of coaching and hands-on. 
And then within that three month period as well, we always meet in the grocery store toward the beginning and we go through the grocery store together, talk about labeling guidelines, FDA, USDA, food additives, all the things that they'll really need to make good choices. So it's, you know, it's taken some time to get there, but that is currently how it's working. And it seems to be working really well for a lot of people. Um, I mean, you know, people have been able, I've had a few patients go off medicines, um, lose weight. I had one lady go from pre-diabetic to normal with her hemoglobin A1C recently. So it's been really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And what I, what I caught there that I think was the most important thing is every element of it was I get what I need and then I teach them what they need. So you're empowering your clients to walk away from this three months with you with the tools they need to keep these skills and this health for the long term, right? You're empowering people and that's power. That's amazing. Right. And I, and it's certainly an investment to do that, but I tell them like, I don't want, like, I want you to always be able to reach out to me, but I personally, I don't really want to hear from you. Like I shouldn't, we shouldn't have to do that. You know, we can meet every few months and check in and do a wellness visit. We can guide and, and amend and tweak things, but you shouldn't have to reach out to me after that because you should have so much information and all the resources you need to, to reference. And, you know, I had one patient text me that I worked with her a year ago and she texted me. She's like, I just went through our notes again because there was just so much information there. And that's the whole point is, yeah, invest, let's do it. But then like, see you later. Like, it's not going to be, like, I'm not going to take advantage of you. That's not the whole point. The whole point is to be better do better and make good choices. So yeah. So powerful. So you had mentioned going to the grocery store with people and that makes me think local. Now, if, do you ever work with people, uh, over virtual modalities like zoom or things like that? Yeah, totally. So it just is a little bit different. So instead of, uh, being able to walk through the grocery store together, we'll have to just, uh, virtually look at some, I'll have to do a little bit more prep work on my end and virtually look at, you know, nutrition labels and all that stuff. But yeah, it works exactly the same. The only thing, unfortunately, that would not be the same is I wouldn't be able to do a physical exam, you know? So it's more of a consulting service when we do it virtually. I can't, it's not really so much medicine, but um, if you have old blood work, you know, a lot of my clients, I just worked with somebody in Chicago and they had old blood work. So we were able to look at that together and she had recently been to her doctor, but just didn't know how to implement what her doctor had asked her to do. Yeah. And get healthy. Lose some weight. Like, okay. I was sure. All right. Look, actually it's so funny. The lady I worked with this morning, we were in the grocery store and I saw her in my office a couple of days ago, but her cardiologist was like, you know, most people that lose weight, like cut carbs. And she was like, all oh, right, thanks, doc. Cool. awesome. What does that mean? Like how many cut, cutting how, all of it? What, what does that mean? So it's just, you know, like it just, it becomes really difficult. And to be honest, it becomes a safety issue too. Yes. When you're looking at, especially on social media, this is kind of my other piece of the puzzle, but it drives me nuts when I see now, listen, all power to you, foodie bloggers, whatever. But when they're recommending these blanket diets to individuals, Without any really substance behind it, I mean, I'm all for trying the newest, latest, greatest, but have a professional interpret that and what it looks like for you in your life before you just go trying, you know, do you know, Jen, how many people I've I've met on a ketogenic (laughs) diet just because they see that that's the only way to lose weight? Like, it's sure it's effective, but it's not the only way. It's not the safest in my opinion and, you know, whatever. (laughs) But it's the fad right now. It's the fad. Mm -hmm. It is the fad. Sure. I know. I, um, I... 
have done some research myself and, and I just, I speak about this all the time. I actually just recorded a podcast about this of like living in the percentages instead of being like, I'm going to be all this one fad. And then you ride the roller coaster. And then two months later, you're all another fad, right? But I had done some research myself on intermittent fasting and I have a spinal cord injury and a brainstem injury. And there's a lot of research that shows that intermittent fasting can have some benefits for neurological disorders when done properly and right. safely. Um, and I, you know, began to implement portions of that into my life. And it was really interesting because somebody had said to me, oh, can you go to dinner? Like, or uh, make sure you eat before that. And I was like, oh yeah, I always stop eating before six. Not a problem. Like I, I usually fast. And they're like, oh, you're one of those. Like, why do you fast? And she was expecting me to turn around and be like, because I can lose weight really fast. And I'm like, no, I do because I have a spinal cord injury and a brain some injury and I don't want Alzheimer's. <laughs> There you go. Like, Wait, there's some substance there, right? There's some, you've done your due diligence yeah. and that's amazing. But yeah, most, I feel like a lot of times I'm like, okay, you're getting, I just, I, like I said, I just talked about this in another podcast. It was the idea of like, Hey, do you want to go out to dinner and get a glass of wine? And your friend's like, Oh no, I'm not drinking or eating carbs for 30 days. I'm like, so what are you going to do on 31 days? Right. right. <laughs> well, and, that's what, and that's what, you know, what's so funny. That's what I, I it's so crazy too, because a lot of these are you follow a book or you follow guidelines and the weight comes off. And usually, and it's funny, they did a lot of studies, a lot of studies that have compared diets across the, the board, even the blood type diet across the board. Mm -hmm. People lose weight because you're restricting calories, you're restricting the processed food, right? There's some main tenets of yeah. all these diets that are exactly the same. Yeah. You're being cognizant, you're drinking more water, you're exercising the whole thing. But then after that, what? What's your maintenance plan? Right. Yeah. What's the maintenance plan? What's what's the pull all together? But yeah, and we use a lot of intermittent fasting when indicated, when mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, what yeah. I like though that that to bring this back around is that you look at each individual on the cellular level, on the physical level. Like you're looking at it on all these different levels and saying, like, what do you need? And I'm gonna create a plan for you and I'm going to empower you to create healthy habits mm -hmm. that are long term not short term. And that's so, so, so key. Uh, yeah. so if you could like, like if you could say, you know, if people wanted to kind of like work with you or find somebody like you or what, what are people looking for when they're, they're looking for, um, uh, this level of guidance? I mean, obviously the best is to just work with you, but if people aren't local, well, and somebody like close, I mean, yeah, I agree, right. but I, I'll fly to you. That's fine. Um, but if somebody wanted to work with somebody like you, like, is there a resource or is there more of you out in the world or is it oh, kind yeah. of just so new that it's like, you know, not really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if someone is looking for someone to take an integrative approach, because I think, I do think that's where I fall on under the scope of things. I focus primarily on food and lifestyle just because I do, but I would look for integrative. That's what I would search for. Um, the terms being used are integrative and functional medicine. And in fact, when you look for a physician, there are physicians that have been bored. There are different certification and training programs that physicians go through. But if you just search for integrative and functional, you should find someone similar to me. Maybe not necessarily the grocery store piece of it or the culinary medicine cert certificate. Mm -hmm. certificate. I can't speak today. What is it? Certificate <laughs> program. Uh, but yeah, that's what I would start if you're looking online. And generally, it's someone who, one, really wants to invest in their health. They Maybe they've done a lot of the fad diets and they've lost weight but gained it right back. But it's also that person that maybe they were just diagnosed with borderline high blood pressure and borderline diabetes. And they're like, they want to make a lifestyle change that's going to limit their risk 
decrease their risk for developing those full-blown illnesses, that might be the person that comes to me. Or someone who's been on a PPI for, you know, six, seven, eight months, or even longer. You know, I had someone who was on it for like 10 years who came to me. Those, and you know, you're not really supposed to be on those. Data will tell us long-term. So if you want to limit those and you're finding you're not getting what you are, what you really need or what you really want out of your current practitioner, then you would come to see somebody like me. Mm. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that pops into my head that you kind of pointed at was somebody who's got a high stress life, but you talked about doing the cortisol test and stuff like somebody who has a high stress life and just feels like they, their stress is, you know, affecting their, their wellness too. I feel like that's somebody who would really benefit from you. Like maybe they don't have a lot of illnesses, so to speak, but like they, they just need to get life in check. Yeah. Get life in check too. And, and I am not, you know, sometimes I think a lot of my patients probably love and hate to come to me because if I notice that there's issues like that going on where there's no stress reduction, I'm really good about texting. I'm like a texter. So I'll text you. Like I had one lady that I text every morning last week at five o'clock in the morning to get her stinking butt out of bed and go for a walk. And because I said to her, what do you need from me? And she was like, I don't know. I just need someone to get, you know, whatever. And I said, I will be that person. So I think they love me and they hate me. And I'm also not, um, you know, I'll tell them what I think they need. So if I think that they really need therapy or some sort of cognitive, cognitive behavioral, um, or mindfulness, I will refer you to somebody. I mean, it's all part of wellness. It's, it's really all these ancillary modalities. They all, it's all one pizza pie and they all have to go together. Mm, And I think that is what sets you apart from the nutritionists out there and like those health coaches and things. And then also sets you apart from the physicians and a lot of the physicians assistants is you just have this way of blending so many things, but being able to have the, the power in the medical field to really get people to the, the, the supports that they need. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing you've created. And you, you know, they, they say like to, to leave a mark on history, you, you can't be average. Right. And, and I think that's what you're doing is like, you're, you are paving a way and making something that is going to leave a huge mark on how we take care of ourselves. And I just know you are like at the tip of the iceberg of spreading your message. And it's so cool. It's so cool. It's going to change so many lives. Fun fact. I did just shoot a pilot episode. So we'll see, because I really, I would love for there to be this like mixture of someone getting great ingredients, cooking and talking about the health benefits. So we shall see. Fingers crossed. You're in California. Who do you know? No, just kidding. I don't know. Actually, I do know. And I will connect you with someone. Um, (laughs) We'll get you, we'll get you there. Okay. Well, at the end of every episode, I always ask these quick little rapid fire questions. So are you ready for them? Ready. Okay, what is your number one health and wellness tip? You would just give the blanket masses. Drink more water. Yes. I, I, I find that um, correcting sleep and water is like huge, huge, yeah. huge, huge for people. So yeah, and you know, I tell them about, I mean, it's such an old wives tale, but you know, about half your body weight. It's just a kind of a cool, good rule of thumb. Unless, you're, unless your practitioner has prohibited you from fluids, drink more water. Drink, drink, drink. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so funny, you just said that I literally, I, if I teach three health tips to anybody, it's drink more water, get more sleep, mm. less caffeine. Oh, sure. Yeah. Cause the caffeine ties right back into the other two. And yeah. I just, those, I'm like, if you can do nothing else, but that you will be healthier. Just That's please. 
huge. It's huge. And you wouldn't believe how many people don't get enough. Oh, I know. Cause I ask everybody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> you know Dr. Jen, you know. I'm, I am like annoying about it. I yeah. like my sister will come home and she's like, I have a headache. I'm like, how much water did you drink today? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do it to my boyfriend all the time. I'm like, how much water did you drink? Like, that's your problem. You got to drink more water. Okay. What does your look like? All right. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So uh, everybody thinks that us in the health and wellness field are perfect and we have no flaws and we are consistent at everything, which is just not true. Uh, What would you say is your biggest healthy habit struggle? What do you have the hardest time being consistent with? Uh, Oh, gosh. Okay. So I have this thing and it's so bad. But I have this this phobia, and it really is just such an inappropriate phobia that my breath is just horrible. And especially because we're working in such close proximity to people all the time, right? So I love those little peppermints. So I'm always sucking on like little peppermints because you don't want to chew gum, right? Because um, it puts gas in your belly and all these things. So I'm always sucking on peppermints, and it's just such a struggle for me. Like I just I love those little freaking things, and I know they're I'm terrible. I'm dying so, laughing at you right now so, in like right, a loving but, way. But like, that's my biggest, you'll ask anyone. I always have those thing in mints in my bag for as well as I eat. I always have those little peppermints in my bag. It's horrible. Anyway. Oh my God. Well, I'm going to send you a gift. I'm going to send you doTERRA's peppermint beadlets that are pure peppermint essential oil. They pop in your mouth. There's no sugar. It's completely healthy, completely safe. And you can have super fresh breath. And then just to like hippie you a little bit, do you tongue scrape? Yeah, I tongue scrape. You know, okay, I don't so think, no one's ever told me I have bad breath. You just have this thing in your head. I just have this thing in my head. Oh, yeah. Guys, I'm going to send you peppermint bead lips. They're coming in the mail. I'm, I'm going gonna... to buy that. So that's your doTERRA business has those? Yeah. Yeah. Done. They're Bye. in my purse at all times. They're okay. amazing. Amazing. Perfect. Okay. So my next question for you is what are you most excited about in life right now? Mm, actually, this is, I have to say this. My... My, I'm very close-knit with my family, and my brother, one of my brothers, Christopher, he's my youngest of the two. He had a baby two weeks ago. Yay! So I'm a, I am an aunt for the first time on my side of the family, and I'm so freaking thrilled and happy for them um, and my sister-in-law, Paula. And then my other brother, Joseph, is getting married in two months. Oh, my to God! A young, le- a young lady named Jackie. So I, I'm just like, my life is so abundant, and um, there's so much love, and it, I'm... I'm you know, it's, and that's, hey, listen, that's all wellness too, right? So just being so appreciative of those amazing, amazing things and not worrying about all the money you're going to spend on everything. But yes, I love it. Mm. Uh, congratulations. Anti-life is the best life. Oh, I'm excited. Yes. Oh, I'm spoiled. I get to, you know, due to some circumstances that I wouldn't really think were positive, but just the way life dealt the cards right now is I get to live with my three-year-old niece and listen, it's amazing. Amazing. I get to see her all the time. I'll take my I'll take my new niece anytime. You you just say the word anytime. You send her and I'll give her right back. But I, I'll take her for sure. Oh my god, so cute. Okay, so next question is my selfish one. What is your favorite all time book? Okay, so actually, I read. The, I knew you were going to ask me this, um, but I have a book that I just recently read. I'm going to share it because I think it's so great. It's called The Dorito Effect. And I found it really interesting. I was walk. I, I listened to books on tape because I, that's just the nature of my life. And I'm always on using my, my recording system, you know, for books. Anyways, it's all about flavorings and breeding chickens to be more flavorful, but having bigger breasts and kind of like the food system, how it's kind of like evolved. And it touches a lot about natural flavors, which natural flavors drive me crazy. Like I tell people stop eating natural flavors because I don't know what they are. And when I don't know, it drives me nuts. But it kind of goes through all of that 
And it's just a really good read. And the guy that reads it on Audible is super sarcastic and it's just fantastic. So, um, and there's great good data in there too, but it's like an easy read. Anyone can understand it. So I just read it and I'm about to start one called Dirty Jeans by Ben Lynch. A client actually recommended that to me and it's all about like MTHFR and some genetic abnormalities oh. and detoxification. So I'm about to read that one too, but Ben Lynch is, I'm a big fan of him right now. I'm kind of into his podcast and all. So, yep. Very cool. Yeah, that MT, I, I'm going to mess it up, MTFHR, right? Yep, MT. That I've been hearing yeah. it more and more and more. It's yeah, we test it. We test, I test my patients for that on, the, on their blood work. And it's not, you know, whatever, but it's good. It's a good, interesting to read about. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very cool. Okay, so people want to know where to find you. Where can they find you, my love? And I'll put all these details down below, but just so they have an idea where to find you. Yes. Yeah, so if you head to eatyourwaytowellness.com, you can find all of the Eat Your Way to Wellness social media links. From there, you'll find me on Instagram at Eat Your Way to Wellness Jess and at Eat Your Way to Wellness on Facebook as well. And then I do, you know, some fun videos, which is kind of what prompted me to do shoot a pilot. Uh, so you'll find all the media links and all that good stuff um, either at eatyourwaytowellness.com or jessicadluise.com and on YouTube. So YouTube, there's some fun tips and recipes, adventures. You know, we went behind the scenes at a mushroom farm and a kombucha factory recently and all these things. So you'll find a lot of fun stuff there. Very cool. Well, Jess, as always, I could talk to you forever. I just, I love hearing what you're up to and it just gets more exciting and exciting every time we talk. So I I can't wait to see the impact you have on this world. And um, I'm so excited to have you as part of my family and have you as part of my podcast. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. And congratulations. This is so great. And I am appreciative that you asked me to be here today. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Well, listeners, as always, I'm so, so grateful for you hanging with us. It means more than you could ever imagine to me. If you have a second to leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. And I I just hope you have a blessed and amazing rest of your day. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe. And head over to Instagram to keep up with me daily at Natural Wellness Tips. See you next week.